Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 139, which we're recording on Wednesday, April 26, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And please excuse me in advance for any throat clearing or sniffling. It is high pollen season right now and this is take two of the intro because of my throat clearing and such. So hopefully that won't continue for the next hour. What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my Svalbard sweater, which is a pattern by Bristol Ivy. I knit mine back in April 2014. Can you believe wow. that? So three years ago. And I knit this pattern, looking at the dates, I knit this pattern in just about two and a half weeks. I knit it super fast. Wasn't but it's it after also, a stitches? You just like zoomed right through I, it, right? I may have. Well, yeah, yeah. It would have been after stitches. I remember that. And I, 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 yeah, I just knit it really fast. It's also a worsted weight sweater. So, of course, that's going to come together much quicker than if a finger. You guys can hear sweater. that in the background. No. Boo is scratching at his scratching post. We have my scratchy voice. We have a very restless kitty in the house. And... <laughs> I, I feel like I sound a little scratchy, too. I don't know if I, I it's do. It's got to be all the allergies. Allergies. And I, I didn't know if it was a cold. I feel like I've had a cold, but it could be allergies. Anyway, I knit my Svalbard in Stonehenge Fiber Mill Shepherd's Wool. It's a worsted weight yarn, as I just mentioned. And the colorway is named Milk Chocolate. Yum. Mm, <laughs> yum. It doesn't quite look like milk chocolate to me. But yeah. it's a very nice, lighter brown. It really appeals to me. Now the shirt, she's wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath it. That yes. looks more like milk chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So this sweater is an open front cardigan with ribbing texture all over it. Many people have commented that it's... Mm, it's been a, a more challenging experience for them to knit this, I should say, because of the different rib patterns. And then there's a, a different ribbing pattern along the collar. And you have to keep track of all the different patterns as you go around the sweater. I have to say I really enjoyed knitting it, which is part of the reason why it came together so quickly for me. So it just... Texture is one of the things I enjoy knitting. This kind of texture, this ribbing texture. So I had a good time. It was a good knit for me, and I really enjoy Bristol Ivy's patterns. I think they're very well written and very, very, very intelligently written. So, <laughs> and it's a very cute sweater too. It is. I really, I really like it. As I keep saying, of course. How about <laughs> you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my Peasy sweater, which is a pattern by Heidi Kiermeyer, and I knit this last year, so it's not that old of a finished object. And Charlene, when I walked in, said, oh my goodness, what sweater is that? After knitting it last year, I didn't wear it much before we had our seasonal transition, so it went into hibernation for a while with all of my other spring and summer sweaters, but this last weekend I did the reverse and I put all my winter sweaters away and pulled out all the spring and summer sweaters. So this one is making a reappearance in my wardrobe and I love it. It's a top-down sweater that has a little bit of lace up at the top of the bust and it's raglan shaped and three-quarter three-quarter length sleeves? 
maybe mm-hmm. a tiny bit shorter. Yeah, elbow length. Elbow length. Little, yeah, little, they're somewhere between elbow and three-quarter length. Yeah. And I knit it to high hip length. So I'm wearing it right now layered over a not-quite-tunic-length top with leggings. And it's a super cute look. I'm really, really happy with how that looks. I had not tried it with a tunic type of top before. Mm-hmm. So it's a top button sweater. I forgot to mention that. So it's open at the bottom instead of like a fitted cardigan. So it works well with that kind of look of tunic and leggings. So I really, really like it. And it's Malabrigo Arroyo. And I use the exact same color as our friend Carol, because she had knit one when I was in my sweater slump last year. (laughs) And she brought hers for me to try on. And I said, Oh my gosh, I like this so much. I want to knit one exactly like it. So I did. I had forgotten about that pattern. I had forgotten about your version of it, and it's really cute. It's a super easy style sweater to wear. Exactly. And a super easy knit. I find that really easy to wear, too. Yep, I highly recommend the pattern, and of course, I love Malabrigo. I've discovered over the last few days that I've been pulling out my Malabrigo sweaters to wear more often than anything Mm -hmm. else, so Armand made a comeback over this last weekend as well. And I've been wearing that a lot. This one when it's not as cold and then Armand because it has longer sleeves and more fabric when it gets colder. So that's Malabrigo Rios. And there's just something, they're so soft and comfortable and snuggly. So yeah, so that's a Yep, Peasy (laughs) by Heidi Kiermeyer. And we wanted to put a little mention here for Plum Deluxe Tees, which is our sponsor for the month of April. Charlene and I received our samples and I've already finished one of mine, which was the Garden (laughs) Grove Green Tea, which is a really good green tea with cherry flavor in it. And it has all sorts of chunks of fruit in it and stuff. It was so good. I finished my sample in, I don't know, four or five days. I was drinking it constantly. The one that you like has the word garden in it, and the one that I really liked of the two teas that I tried is Evening in the Garden Herbal. Oh. So another garden blend. Mine has honeybush, elderflower, rose, lemon, and vanilla with no caffeine, which was part of the attraction to trying this particular herbal blend. And this one is so good. So, so good. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I want to get a little bit of yours. I was yeah. so selfish. I didn't even save any of my garden <laughs> for Charlie to try. And I haven't tried my second one yet, which is the champagne and strawberries. Oh, that one smelled really didn't good. It smell good? We opened ours together and we passed them around the room. We were with Carol and Julie, Jay Chant, and we were passing them around and sniffing them because they all smell really mm-hmm. good too. I definitely would like to try that champagne one. Yes, I will give you some. I promise to not be selfish (laughs) with that one. So love trying new teas? Treat yourself to a Plum Deluxe Tea of the Month subscription. For only $10 a month, you'll receive a hand-blended, all-organic, loose-leaf tea thoughtfully chosen for the season. Tea Club members also enjoy special benefits like gift swaps, free shipping on all purchases, and access to a very loving tea community. A tea subscription also makes a fantastic gift, and Mother's Day is coming up. Caffeine-free options are available, as you just heard Charlene say. Visit plumdeluxe.com tea and join now. And I've already decided that my mom's probably getting one for Mother's Day, oh, and wow. hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> before then. <laughs> That's great. Yep. 
That's great. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah, and I, I just want to encourage, if you do love tea, just go quickly and take a look at PlumDeluxe.com because there are some interesting things to read there. There's a blog where the owner of the tea company puts recipes for treats that you can make with the, with the tea. There are tea ideas. If you don't join the Tea of the Month Club, you can also purchase individual teas. You can select to purchase individual teas. Oh, that's, don't yeah, that's one thing I wanted to do. Boo is running around like a mad cat. He's just like sprinting around the house. Mad cat. <laughs> but when I click the ad in our blog, on the sidebar, if you click on that, it brings you to this tea subscription page. Right. If you scroll down to the Q&A, there is a link to the tea shop. Yes. So you can yes. go there and yeah. see all the different flavors that they offer. So you don't have to do the subscription. You can do, I think they're one ounce that make 15 to 20 cups per per package in the tea shop. So yeah, right. I, meant so, to, I meant to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. So if you're unsure if you want to do a tea of the month you could just make your choices to purchase, just like a regular tea shop. Exactly. And also there's just a little blurb about Andy, the owner, that was really fun and heartwarming, to, nice to read, makes you feel like you know the person who's sending you your tea. <laughs> and it makes us happy that they're a sponsor because we like Andy and we now like their teas. Yes. All right. So moving on to what are you stocking? So last time, last episode, I mentioned that I was stocking summer tops. So I've got two picked out that I'm going to talk about today because I'm probably going to be purchasing some more of the Coast Yarn. <laughs> There's been a flurry of text messages between me and Charlene and some of our other friends involving Coast Yarn and color cards and new host or coast colors and the reason is it's a just one of those really light yarns for a summer garment and like I said that's one of my goals this year I want to have some more tops that I can wear that I've hand knit for warmer weather and one of those is the tokonatsu pullover by Yamagara and that's available on Ravelry and how to even describe this top. It's a pullover t-shirt that has a very loosely fitting drapey front neckline. And then in the back of the shirt, there's a lace pattern at the top and the back is held together with a little tie. So a lot of ventilation in the back and it's very loose it's something that you would probably well you would wear it over a cami and in a light fingering yarn I think it'd be really cute it is super and cute very airy very light I even think that you could wear it as a bathing suit cover-up if, oh. you, if you made it as a bathing suit cover-up you could make it even a little bit longer that's make a good idea tunic length I think it'd be really cute. <laughs> That's a very good idea. I do. I just love that one. And I think our Tammy of Candy Skein has already started this one because I had mentioned to her that, oh, have you seen this top? And she said, no, I haven't, but I'm going to cast it on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Tokonatsu Pullover by Yamagara. 
The second one actually isn't a summer top. So I can't really say that I've I've have two summer tops, but I have two things that I'm stocking. Now, did the did the search for summer tops lead you down a rabbit hole that led you to this, or is this something that you were stocking independent? I don't. I don't <laughs> you remember. Can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. This one just came out, I believe, within the last two weeks. It's called Holy Comfort, and it's by Jutta von Hintermstein. She has designed several other patterns on Ravelry that have been very popular and this sweater design in particular I well I started seeing it before it was released because on Ravelry Edler 007 who is a member of the Yarniacs Ravelry group had made a gorgeous pink version of course that she had been posting on her Instagram account and I noticed immediately when she posted the pictures that I really liked the texture of the sweater it's got it's one color but it's got like pearl row textures almost in the same way that Elizabeth Doherty's Donner pullover has oh, those okay. textural stripes and this one has the same look this one also has some yarn over Texture. So there are rows near the shoulder and near the cuffs of the wrist and near the bottom of the sweater that have yarn overs. So I just really like this one. And of course, I have a lot of sweater quantities and fingering weight in my stash <laughs> that are possibilities. The funny thing is that uh, the designer lists about a dozen yarns I was wondering what that giant yeah, list is. Yeah, there's a giant yeah. list. She lists about a dozen yarns that are appropriate for this sweater, one of which happens to be the Holst Yarn Coast. Oh, nice. Interesting. And I may not use the Coast for this one. But you could. <laughs> but I could. Yeah. So that is Holy Comfort by Jutta von Hinternstein. And we're back. Had to pause there for a minute because of a cat-related issue. <laughs> Boo was chewing up shoes. <laughs> yes, he still does the that. Kitty's even though he's fire not today. a kitten. He's acting like one. Yeah, he is. Definitely is. So how about you, Gail? What are you stalking? I'm stalking two things, and one of them is an item that I've actually talked about on the podcast before, and that was Boo walking over the keyboard. <laughs> This cat is just <laughs> very, very active today. So stocking, one of them, like I said, is something that we've talked about on the podcast before. It's the Jorko shawl by Anna Freeberg, who is Yarnesty on Ravelry. You may know her better as Alpaca Anna, which was oh, her yeah. previous name on both Ravelry and Instagram. Now she's Yarnesty, and she gave a copy of this shawl pattern away as a prize for the self-indulgent knit-along. And I have a bad habit when people donate prizes, especially patterns, I link them and do that. You know, it's like work. Okay, you must link this, make sure the link works, make sure everything is right. But I don't look at the pattern because I'm focused on making sure the link is correct. So when I asked last episode for ideas for the hand spun from Robbie, I've been looking at the ideas that come through and I don't remember if someone recommended it specifically or if my my 
maybe it popped up from my own favorites. I don't remember exactly how I stumbled upon it, but I thought, oh, that's a beautiful shawl. And then I realized that it's one of Anna's shawls. So that made it even better because she's been such a great sponsor over the years and she's a really, really nice person. And so that went to the top of my list for possibilities with Robbie's handspun. Nice. It's a triangular shawl that is knit on the bias and it has sections that look like stripes that almost look like little flowers done with eyelets. So it's just a really pretty, dainty, feminine, in-fingering weight. And I really like it. Yeah, so that is, I, do too. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but the Jorko shawl. And the second thing that I'm stocking is another shawl. It's called Color Field, and it's by Kemper Ray. And it is a two-color shawl, knit in DK weight, but I would use fingering weight. And it's just a really pretty striped shawl that has slip stitches to give it some variety. So it's not just straight up stripes. It has some texture, color work looking effect because of the slip stitches. And then the bottom has a neat, almost like corrugated ribbed looking border. That's just really cool. It's not a ruffle, mm -hmm. but it's really pretty. And I just saw that and thought, oh, that's so pretty. And there are so many pretty color combinations of it that my two, you know, I have so many single skeins that want to be paired with other single skeins in my stash that that one's calling to me saying, Ooh, I'd be pretty in this yarn and I'd be pretty in this yarn. And you know how you fantasy knit and fantasy stash yes. when you see these patterns. <laughs> so that is color field and check it out. It's a really cute little pattern. So those are the two things that I'm stocking. Not oh, a lot of stocking too. because no, I've been not a lot of stocking for either. Yep. Ones a lot of working and actual knitting going on instead of stocking. So. Well, and I've had a cold and then I was up at my parents and I, I feel like I haven't been on our Ravelry group for a long time either, just because I've been taking care of all this. Everything else. Yes. Taking care of life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Charlene and I both had long days yesterday my mm. long day was because Josie had her wisdom teeth removed. Mm. So she's doing very well, though. Thank goodness. She has a very high pain threshold, that one. Mm. All right. So what are you knitting? I am knitting my Klein shawl. That is what is in my hands right now at the moment. This is a pattern that I am knitting for the second time. This is my second Klein shawl. Started this at the beginning of April. It's a pattern by Jennifer Dassau. And very basic, asymmetrical, striped shawl with some garter and some stockinette. It's more about the interplay of colors and the size of the stripes than a fancy stitch pattern. Because it's, like I said, garter stitch and stockinette. But I love the way the two textures play nicely together with the gray and the speckled pink yarn that I have chosen. Very so pretty. Very nice. Very happy with the way that one's going. And I love that I'm able to work on that while recording. That is the Klein shawl. The second thing I am working on is my yellow brick road sweater. I started that at the end of last month in some neighborhood fiber company studio sport that I had have had in stash. And Yellow Brick Road is a pattern by Ella Torrente. 
And I have had this in stash since well, Stitches West 2014. 2014. Yeah. So feels great to get that yarn into use and I love the way the sweater is working up. I've got all of, I think I have all of the knitting done now. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was wearing it at, at the, the store yeah. it, it, with all the ends hanging out. It's not finished, <laughs> but I was trying it on and then I kept it on for a little while, but I need to do the finishing. So I still have to, weave in the ends and for some reason for this sweater I do not know why I couldn't stand the thought of putting on a button band and doing buttonholes I don't know why I was so averse to doing it for this sweater but I did find some snap tape and I think I'm going to try snap tape that's really cool sweater. I can't wait to see how yeah, it works I'm very excited to try that because every time I see a sweater with snap tape I like the way it looks and I always say oh I gotta try that. So this is going to be the one. So what snap tape is, is it's cotton, it's like cotton twill tape and the snaps are already on the tape. So I don't have to sew the snaps on, I just have to sew the cotton twill tape onto the sweater itself, which is pretty easy. And it was, I found it fairly reasonably priced. You buy it by the yard and I'm, Ready to go on that. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for I'm that experiment. I'm excited to try it. It's something new. Something definitely new to me. So what I will need to do is figure out what type of edging I want to knit onto the button bands, where the button bands would go on the sweater, because I do want to knit on some kind of edging for me to sew the snap tape onto. I would, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, I don't want to put it right onto the sweater. I would, some kind of edging so that the edges don't curl. And I'll hopefully get that done pretty soon. It's a sweater with three quarter length sleeves. So it's knit in the, well, when I purchased it, it was called Studio Sport. It's since been renamed Studio DK, I think. So it's a chunky, sport weight it's a chunky sport weight it's a heavier sport weight you know, I know that can be confusing using certain words is kind of yeah you have to be careful about what terms you use because chunky can be identified as a type of yarn yeah. so we'll just say it's a obviously a sport weight that leans towards a DK since it has since been rebranded as DK so it's heavier it but I think I'm Hopefully I'll still be able to wear it a little bit occasionally. Today it's not a really, it's not really a warm day and it's not really a cold day. It's kind of in between, but Gail and I are both wearing these short, shorter sleeved open sweaters, which you can get away with in Santa Cruz yeah. this time of year. So hopefully I'll be able to do that with my yellow brick road. And the third thing, that I cast on right before I left to go to my parents' house is the Divi Poncho by Jumper Cables, which you will hear more about from Gail later. I don't want to steal her show on that one, but I cast it on because it was something that I could knit easily in the round. But when I looked at it, this morning I realized I didn't like the way my stitches were looking. You have to start out 
on a small needle and then switch to a larger needle. And I think I liked my stitches better on the smaller needle. I'm not entirely sure why it's made such a big difference except for the fact when I switched to my larger needle, I also switched to a needle that was larger in diameter. It went from a 16 to a 24. And I think my stitches looked a lot neater on the smaller, both the smaller diameter needle or smaller length needle and the smaller size needle. So I may have to rethink this one. I'm thinking about just ripping it out and starting all over again on small needles. I've only gotten a couple of inches in, so it's not a huge loss. <laughs> well, and if you're already second guessing it now and you've only knit a few inches, you should definitely exactly. start it again. Exactly. Yeah. Now's the time because that yeah. That's a swatch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, you know, for it's sure. It's a lengthy that's swatch, a swatch, but it's a swatch. Yeah. It's what? A lengthy swatch. It's a lengthy swatch, but it's a, look what I learned. Yep. I learned something that's really important. Worthy That efforts. I may not like the fabric. Yep. It is interesting, though, because when I made my swatch, my stitches were not this loose. So I'm not sure why I'm, why they got that loose. Did you swatch in the round? I tried to, but it doesn't. I did it with the stranding in the back. Ah, uh, that never works out for me. Yeah, it's you know, and I wasn't also wasn't too worried about it because it's a poncho. I didn't even swatch for my. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I don't. Although I think nothing. I did rip out my first attempt because I thought it was too airy of a fabric too. Actually, hmm. I seem to remember I'm, that. I'm more concerned about the look of the fabric and if I like the fabric mm -hmm. than if I'm getting gauged because it'll it'll honestly it'll fit no matter what size it comes exactly out. <laughs> yeah it's that it's that kind of large oversized garment it'll fit fine I just want to like the fabric more than I do at, on this attempt so I think I've just talked myself into ripping the yep. whole thing out I think that's starting over idea. look for new needles maybe order some smaller needles we'll see or tell me what you need i probably have them. okay <laughs> i have a, an abundant needle collection okay it's a deal so that is what i am knitting how about you gail what are you knitting i have a new cast on so our local yarn shop the swift stitch all of the wonderful knitters there and charlene were talking about the confetti pullover sweater by vera valley mackey and they decided to do a knit along at the shop and when I heard that I said oh my gosh I want to do it too because I love the pattern as well so about a week ago I went stash diving to see what I have in stash because it is a top-down raglan shaped a-line sweater and it's a very big a-line there's a lot of swishing around of fabric at the bottom I don't think I'm going to do it quite as a-line I'm going to make it a little less fabric but it uses a lot of yarn because of that a-line shape so I was trying to find the right combination of yarns in which I had enough yardage. And I pulled out a couple combinations and was like, eh, eh, not really in love with it. And one of the one of the combinations, I thought, that's kind of neat, but I don't know. It's not really me necessarily. And that's what I picked to actually do the sweater. Once I had confirmation from lots of good knitting friends, including Charlene, and from Max, Max said, yeah, do it in those colors. I am knitting Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock 
in the Forest Night colorway, which is a very dark green, very beautiful tonal dark green. And the stripe is Pigeon Roof Studios American Sock in the Marvel colorway, which is all the prettiest jewel tones and brown variegated. It's not a speckled yarn. It's a variegated yarn. And they look so incredible together. I am so happy with how it looks. They I'm look holding great. it up for Charlene right now. Yeah. I cast on on Saturday and was almost to the separation for the sleeves when I realized that my gauge was way too tight. So I had swatched. Everything looked fine. But for some reason, it just was really, really tight. So That's I, interesting. When you held out the... When you held out your knitting for me to look at, I was thinking, wow, her stitches are really tight. <laughs> yeah, well, the the collar part is on a smaller needle, mm -hmm. and then you do some short row shaping so that the back neck is higher, right. and I did that. I kept that on the smaller needle. I didn't rip that out, but then I ripped from where I was all the way back to the short rows, so mm -hmm. I ripped out most of what I had done for the shoulder shaping and started again on a bigger needle, so the same gauge issue mm -hmm. that you're having, yeah. only in reverse. <laughs> But I'm on gauge now, and I just love it. It's going to be so pretty and not what I would normally gravitate towards for mm -hmm. colors. No. But I'm so excited about it, and I've had the Western Sky Knits in my stash since Stitches 2014. You see a theme here? It's going to be our year for 2014 stash. <laughs> and I've always wondered what I should knit with it, and these two colors just are so pretty together. I'm great. super, super excited. So that's the Confetti Pullover Sweater by Vera Valimaki. And I'm also still working on my Cherry Bloom Sweater by Lena Toasty. And that one is going very, very, very slowly because the yoke with the three colors on the same row is so slow for me. I don't know what makes it so slow besides the yarn management, but I worked on it a bit this weekend and I swear it took me an hour and a half to do a row and a half. It took forever. Wow. And it's the yoke. So stitches are still increasing every mm -hmm. other or every third row. So I don't even have that many stitches on the needle, really. So to for it to take that long is kind of disheartening. So I'm almost to the point where I'll only have two colors per row for about eight rows. So that's my goal is to get there mm -hmm. soon. But I have some airplane knitting coming up and some hotel room knitting coming up. So I think that's going to be the focus for those, you know, you're stuck in one place knitting times as opposed to, you know, people walking around asking for things and distraction yeah. knitting times. So that's what the sweater needs to get me through the yoke. And then after that, it's just home free in the net, in the net, in the round stocking. <laughs> so those are the two things that are on my needles, confetti and cherry bloom, two sweaters on the needles. And that's all. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. I don't normally have two sweaters on the needles ever, especially not only sweaters on the needles. Yeah. And what have you finished? Okay, this is an odd finishing segment for me because a couple weeks ago, somebody asked me about my Riley sweater. And I looked it up. I can't even remember what they asked me. It might have even been like, what episode did I talk about it? Because they wanted to hear more about the sweater. And I went and looked it up. And it's quite possible that my Riley sweater, which I started back in January of 2016, never made it into a finishing segment. 
(laughs) (laughs) for some odd reason. Well, I think I know why. Because by the time I finished the sweater, it was spring. And it was a little, it was getting too warm to wear it. Um, The Riley sweater by Suvi Simola is an oversized cardigan. It's got a button front, but it's the kind of sweater that you really wouldn't wear open. None of the pictures of the projects on Ravelry show the wearers wearing it open, at least to my memory. There, there may be. I should look for that, double check it. But most of the wearers wear it closed. So it's almost more of a cardigan, of a pullover than a cardigan, but it is styled as a cardigan because it does have the buttons going up the front. Now the buttons, that's part of the reason why I think the sweater never made it into a finishing segment because as I was saying, when I finished the sweater, it was a little too warm to wear it. And I found some buttons in my stash that I wanted to use, but I was, I believe, three, two or three buttons short. And I had used these buttons on another project. I can't even remember what project it was now, but I had used them. I think it might have been my one of the February lady sweaters that I knit. I think that was it. So that sweater is a top button sweater, and I had used maybe three buttons, four buttons on that one, and I needed those buttons for the Riley. So that was an easy fix. So I remember taking the buttons off the old sweater, having them available to put on the new new sweater. But I think by the time I did that, it was the middle of summer. It was too warm to wear the sweater. So I had sewn the buttons on just so I could check that off my to-do list. And then the sweater got packed away for several months. Now this cold season when I wore it, so this past season when I wore it and it was colder again to wear this style of sweater, I think I had just forgotten that I never talked about it. Because I remember seeing it finished, but I do not remember you talking about it. Yeah, and I did a search on our Yarniacs podcast blog, and for the name of the sweater, it only comes up in one of my knitting segments. There's no finishing segment. So, there you go. (laughs) The Riley sweater by Suvi Simola is officially finished. And the funny thing is, too, when I look at my Ravelry page, I never did put a finished date in there. It's still an open project. So it's officially finished. As I said, it's a piece that you wear pretty much buttoned up all the time. So worn as a pullover almost and it's oversized in the sense that it's kind of a squarish sweater like the boxy is Mm -hmm. not quite so oversized but the nice feature about this is it's got a patterned back almost a lacy back very simple I think a four row repeat pattern but it's the whole back of the sweater And it's very pretty, very striking, especially if you wear a contrast t-shirt underneath, because then you can really see Mm -hmm. the lace patterning. And the thing about this sweater is that I wore it at the retreat. I've worn it a lot to work. You brought it to stitches. I don't remember if you wore it or not, but you had it with you. I remember that. Yeah. 
and I've gotten a lot of great comments on this. People telling me that this particular shape of sweater, this particular style of sweater is really well suited to me. So I'm very happy with that because I love this shape of sweater and I love this style of sweater, this slightly oversized drop shouldered sweater is just so easy to wear. I love the look of it and I'm thrilled that people tell me that it looks or that it's well suited to me mm -hmm. as well. So I'm very happy with that. I cannot believe that I failed to talk about a sweater that I finished, but that is the Riley sweater by Subi Smola. Excellent. Yeah. How about you, Gail? What have you finished? I finished Divi. <laughs> Yay. So that project actually about 1,400 yards, and it went faster than I thought it would, but that's because I gave it a lot of monogamous attention mm -hmm. the Good. last week because I really wanted to start confetti, and I didn't want to start confetti before that was bound off because I knew I probably would never finish it otherwise. So I knit like a mad person on that <laughs> for the last week or so, and I love it. So Divi is a top-down poncho that has a big cowl-type neck at the top, and then it just has raglan-type shaping. Instead of, like on a sweater, you would do it raglan shaping four times around every round, and this one it's two times around every round instead. And it is just light as air. I used Verb for Keeping Warm's Reliquary 2 Silk Merino Mix Lace Weight Yarn, and it's light as a feather, it's soft as can be, the color is amazing, it's a very tonal light pink, like cherry blossom pink, and I just love that garment. It's really beautiful. It does need to be blocked still. We had little scatterings of rain here, so it hasn't really been blocking weather, but I'm leaving town on Friday and I really want to bring it with me, so it may get blocked this afternoon, even though the weather isn't sunny. It's yeah, lace weight. It would probably dry. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I I'll do it tomorrow if it gets sunny out. So that was Divi. It's done. Yay. I'm super excited. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I inadvertently started a knit, another knit along at our local yarn shop <laughs> because now Charlene and our friend Carol are both knitting it. And I think it's just going to be one of those go-to things that you just grab. And, you know, we talked sometimes about being able to shove things into a bag. Yes. It's definitely going to be one of those. You can shove it into a Ziploc bag and put it in your purse, and it doesn't take up any weight right. or space at all. I remember traveling. I can't remember where I was going, but I had – I still have it. I have a very big shawl made in lace weight yarn that I was able to smush down – into a sandwich size Ziploc bag for traveling, yep. which was great because I don't think I, I can't remember, I don't think I wore it to the airport, but I had it in my travel bag, in the sandwich bag, and it took up no space, so light, it didn't add to the bulk of what I had to carry. But when I was cold or wanted to nap on the plane, you take it out of this sandwich bag and it expands into something that's warm that you can drape over yourself. It's exactly. great. Those that's... kind of things are fabulous yeah. to have. And that's why I'm thinking I want to bring it with me for the traveling because yeah. 
one of my flights will be six hours. So mm, yeah. now that they charge for blankets on airplanes. Right. <laughs> bring your I'll bring own. my own. BYOB. Bring your own blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Divi poncho. And I also did finish the 10th row on my sock yarn blanket. So super happy to have my Robbie row done. Yay. So yeah, that was a lot of knitting, but super fun, rewarding knitting. We've been talking a lot about gearing up for Colors of Fall. I'm surprised that the Colors of Fall knit-along thread is already up to several pages. And we will start yes. another one as yeah. the actual cast-on date of June 21st, I think it is, yeah. approaches. Because we're still quite a ways out from the start date. Right, but everybody's we are. planning. Everybody's and talking about it and what they want to knit. So... Go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> and it's fun because there are some themes coming out in the planning thread. There's a lot of Elizabeth Doherty mm -hmm. being discussed. So all of her beautiful patterns. There are at least four or five of us who are going to be knitting the Markley sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. So if you're interested in that at all and want to do a little knit along inside of a bigger knit along, <laughs> please do join in. And that sweater has both a DK weight version and a fingering oh, weight that's version. that's right. Yeah. So you have options there. And it's just been fun stalking that thread. And it has led me and Charlene to look at fashion for fall 2017. Yes. Every, every year when we do this knit along, we do a little online research. And I look at what the magazines are predicting, what the fashion magazines are predicting. And I look at those little composite slideshows of the fall fashion week Yep, that are supposed to be indicative of the harbingers, what fashion. we'll be wearing yep. six months from now, <laughs> or at least something, what the, what it looks, what it looks like before it trickles down to ready to wear. And I, there's a, a few a few trends that I've found, but one of the interesting things is that I, in my research, I didn't really come up with any big, nothing looked universal, I guess I should say. I found it, the, the big magazines that I made lists from, Elle, Cosmopolitan, and Vogue, a lot of their what they're saying is a little Doesn't different. Doesn't sync up. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a I little the different. They're all saying things that can work well in combination, but for example, the colors a little different. Elle magazine says red and chocolate brown. Cosmopolitan says glitter and gold. I have like the same exact notes as you. Do you? Yeah. And then there's a, a blog called Fashionizers that was wine and burnt orange. So and they all have different colors. Yeah. Vogue says silver, turquoise, lame, pink, black and blue. Jeez. So that's kind of all over. Yeah, totally. All I over. guess something that I did notice was glitter. They, glitter, all, yeah. they all seem to say glitter or sparkly. Vogue said lame, but uh, L and Cosmopolitan both said glitter. So if you've got sparkles in your stash, now might be the time to pull out the sparkles. <laughs> but L Magazine, 
like I said, they said red. They also said glitter. They also said chocolate brown. In terms of the clothing that we can wear with those colors or in those colors or clothing that we may be planning to make, vintage styles, retro hats. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of retro hats and funky hats yes. with the labels for them. And they weren't traditional knit hats in most cases, but there were some felted bucket hat type of looks. Yeah, I saw those. And knitters will find a way to adapt. We'll find retro hats to work into it's that. It's true. <laughs> and then mid-length for skirts, which I don't love. That's right below the knee yeah. or right at the knee? Um, well, I saw a lot that was like T-length and midi-length. So it was midway between calf and knee. Like, oh, why is that coming back? Hmm. It's not a flattering look for most people, but hmm. okay. And buttons. They mentioned buttons. I'll have to look at the skirt length. I didn't notice that. I thought it was, I thought it looked all right. So I'll have to relook at and that. I saw quite a few <laughs> that I noticed. And one of the other things that I saw on one of the fashion blogs was Boxy Lady. They had a lot, a whole section. You know, they have like fall trends from one to 10. One of their top 10 was boxy looks. But instead of the boxy look that we like in the boxy sweater, it was a really big, like Letterman jacket box. Even and, bigger. Oh, yeah. Like these giant jean jackets that could have stood up in the corner by themselves on these little petite models. So I thought it was, you know, I saw the title boxy lady and got all excited. Oh, it's going to be boxy sweaters. But they were these really giant but overly then, dramatic boxy looks. But we also have to remember by the time that trickles down and shows up and ready to wear, it's going to be, have that feeling, but not the same look. Good. So then we don't have to worry about the incredible floral prints that they're doing that look like couches. So by the time that <laughs> trickles down to us, hopefully it will be something a little more realistic. Well, that's interesting because the magazine Cosmopolitan did list fringe and florals. Well, a lot of, <laughs> I have fringe on several of my lists because I did the same type of research Charlene mm -hmm. did. A lot of them, fringe was big. Uh, several of them had fringe and several of them had fun fur or other oh, kinds of fur yes. and faux fur. And I thought, I did see that. Too. Yeah. And fur sleeves and all of them mentioned fur in one way or another. And when I saw fun fur, I just had to laugh. It's like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, that could just be exactly a novelty yarn right there. Well, in terms of how that I, I have seen that in knitting because I've already, we, a lot of us have already seen the little fur pom-poms that uh -huh. have been back in for yep. a couple of seasons. And I've seen fur trims on knitted hats and faux fur trims on knitted hats recently. Yep. The only thing that I found specifically related to knitting was on a blog called Pop Sugar. And it was novelty knits. So they had these really bizarre, large, weirdly shaped intarsia-like sweaters. They weren't standard fashion sweaters in the sense that I think of. Right. So, but it was the second thing on their list for what's going to be hot in fall. Novelty knits. Interesting. I saw that and I, again, I got all excited. It was like, <laughs> novelty knits? Oh, this is going to be fabulous. And I got there and I'm like, oh, what a letdown. What a letdown. So 
in addition to fringe and florals, Cosmopolitan magazine also says glitter, as I've mentioned previously, gold. And the other thing that Cosmopolitan said will be in are shirts with political slogans. I thought that was interesting. Another site said quote shirts. Yeah. So shirts that had quotes on them. It wasn't specific to political so statements. Not but... something that we knit, but something that we'll be wearing with knits for sure will be shirts with political slogans. I thought that was interesting because definite sign of the times. Yeah, I agree with that. And another thing that Cosmo and several of the other sites said was layering. So mm -hmm. the layers were you know, mixed prints and things like that, not necessarily translating directly towards knitting, but definitely layering goes really well with knitting, obviously, mm -hmm. because I'm wearing my top button cardigan over a tunic. So the layering idea for knitting makes me happy because we can layer our shawls and cowls and sweaters and all the things you can layer. So that's a trend that we can all capitalize on no matter yeah. what we happen to be knitting. Yeah. Can you and layer then... socks? Well, you could layer socks over you your leggings. You wouldn't necessarily yeah. layer multiple pairs of socks. But... Right. And then you could have leg warmers over socks. Yeah. See? So you can layer. The possibilities. <laughs> there are endless. Wouldn't necessarily layer hats, but depending on how cold it gets where you live, that might yeah. be an option. Yeah. And then Vogue magazine, I mentioned the colors that they mentioned were silver, turquoise, pink, black and blue together. And then the shiny lame, if, if that's that's a texture, I guess, more than a color. And then denim. Denim, I think, always is in for fall. And then in terms of knitwear, meaning sweater knits, not knit fabric, they say that the knits are going to be textured and oversized. And maybe I saw some of the similar photos that you saw with just big, gigantic, textured sweaters, funky shapes, odd cables. Mm -hmm. And again, remember this is on High the runway. Fashion, yeah, really so it, it's going to trickle down to ready to wear, but it, it'll be interesting. Maybe it's just going to show up as cabled sweaters. Who knows? We'll have to see. But not a lot of unity no. from magazine to magazine, from website to website. So I don't know if we're just a little early in our looking and nothing is really... So I don't know if it's just... I can't find a lot of unity, a lot of similarity because we're looking perhaps in April, maybe other years. We've looked in May and, and the clothing... Maybe there's some more unity as we get closer to the clothing actually being released. I don't know. Or, or maybe this year there isn't a lot of unity. Maybe it's just going to be a lot of smaller trends rather than a big major trend. Yeah, I don't know, because the other thing that's missing this year is Pantone usually does a lookbook to go with the colors of the season. So they usually have a PDF that is filled with sketches and or pictures and or images with different designers, clothing designers represented. Mm -hmm. And so they'll show like Christian Siriano and a sketch of a dress that he's done or 
Michael Coors in a, you know, a sketch or a picture that is done in the, one of the colors of the season. They yeah. didn't do that this year. There's nothing on the website except for the palettes that we have in our Ravelry thread. Yeah, and then the color of the year, greenery, none of these colors or none – None of these magazines where they had listed colors, none of them had picked green. (laughs) I know. So. So what does that say about fashion? I have no idea because, as we know, I don't know much about fashion. I'm going to have to have a chat with Melissa on our next run because she reads all of these magazines and I'll see what, what trends she has picked up on. Well, there are just, I think there are some years where things do gel and the predictions are right on and it's what the designers design and it's what the manufacturers produce and it's what people purchase and it all kind of flows I think this year who knows it's a little more maybe there'll be a little more choice like I said maybe not one big trend or two big trends but a lot of little trends micro trends and things are just up in the air (laughs) we'll see so i think what that tells us as knitters is that we can knit anything we want (laughs) and it's going to be a huge false success because there are no styles that we are slaves to we can knit anything we want as long as it's layered we're good (laughs) Layered and textured, maybe. And maybe if you add some fringe, then you're really going to be high fashion. Yeah. So let's keep talking about it. Let's keep chatting about it. Let's see what what we see online and in the stores as we get closer to the cast-on day. Yeah, and if you've seen trends that we are missing, please let us know, especially if it's something that we can knit to accommodate the style. Please do. I love hearing about the fashion trends. So... And if you can hear all that in the background, that is Nani the bird. So first it was Boo, who is now happily asleep on my knitted bag, which we lovingly refer to as the knitted cat bed. And Nani is over in her cage doing some kind of acrobatic yes. bird move. <laughs> we have no idea what it is. But that's the I other think background acrobatic, noise. That's, that's definitely the appropriate word. She's trying to aerial dance. Yes, she is. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I think that's it for this episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much as always for listening. I really needed to get out of the house and record today. So this was a very, very welcome thing to my day. So thank you all for listening and And happy knitting. Happy knitting. Talk to you soon. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. gelled well i'm surprised because sorry i need to do that i'm just looking at what is naughty doing i don't know is he stuck no <laughs> naughty you look like you're broken <laughs>
fell over. I can't yeah. get up. <laughs> even know what I was talking about. <laughs> Not a lot of unity, I think. Okay. No, she... you were saying it's early. Maybe we're too early. Oh, so things happen. Okay. So maybe... Monty, you're so silly. You guys are just out of I know. Everybody's like making me laugh. Okay. Oh my gosh, look how well my yarn goes with my leggings. <laughs> oh, it does. Okay. 